0: Hi everyone, I'm Bernie. If you've been with us the last few weeks, you'll know that we're currently in the middle of a series on the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which Paul mentions in Galatians 5. If you have your Bible with you, I encourage you to go ahead and grab it and we'll read that passage together. Verse 22 says this, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So far, we've looked at the fruits of love, joy, and peace, but today we're gonna talk about patience. To start, I thought it would be helpful for us to consider what the word patience even means. Some of you probably have an idea of what it means, but when I looked at the dictionary definition for this, I found it quite interesting. It defined patience as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. I don't know about you, but the bit that stood out to me was the capacity to accept a problem without becoming annoyed or anxious, which I think is a challenge for most of us, especially me. Recently, I had to record some worship at our home for streaming the impossible that's coming up next weekend. And the process of setting up all the gear and sorting out all the technology for it was overwhelming. Everything was going wrong. It took almost two days with the help of my housemate to figure it all out and to get everything to work. And by the end of it, I had little to no patience left. When was the last time you embrace the problem without becoming anxious or annoyed? Would you say that you're naturally a patient person? And would others be able to say that about you? During this lockdown period, we've all had to accept delays to things that are really important to us. Some of you are going to get married and others were looking forward to holidays or trips abroad and summer festivals like DTI and David's Tent. There are probably a lot of things that you may feel like you're missing out on in this season of life. But in the midst of these frustrating circumstances, there's an opportunity for us all to embrace learning patience. At the start of this series, John mentioned that we grow in the fruits of the Spirit by training. So if we want to become more patient, we need to be determined to train ourselves to submit to the Holy Spirit and to trust God in the waiting. So how do we do that? How do we learn to firstly submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit? The Bible verse we read earlier tells us that patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So only He can produce this fruit within us. When we became followers of Jesus, We were all filled with the Holy Spirit who now lives inside each one of us. He is our friend and our helper. So if we want to become more patient, we need to recognize that we can't do it alone and we need his help. In verse 16 to 17 of Galatians 5, Paul says this, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So here, Paul tells us that as followers of Jesus, we have this inner conflict within us where the Holy Spirit desires one thing for us to be patient and our sinful nature desires another for us to be impatient. But in the midst of this inner conflict, he urges us, Paul urges us to follow the Holy Spirit and to choose to allow his desires to guide our lives. In verse 24, Paul goes even further to say that those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. That means our sinful nature no longer has a hold over us. It's been put to death. So we don't have to submit to its desires and we don't have to follow them. And the process of crucifying these desires isn't just something that we do once. We've got to do it every single day because the truth is we don't just wake up patient. We've got to learn to submit to the Holy Spirit, and we've got to be determined to grow in it. It won't always be easy, but that's the kind of life we're called to live. That's what Jesus meant when he said we are to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily and follow him. So whenever we're faced with situations that stir up that conflict to either be patient or impatient, we can submit to the Holy Spirit by choosing to be patient. And the more we do that, we crucify our desire for impatience and we allow the Holy Spirit to develop his patience within us. Sometimes patience isn't just about the little everyday frustrations, like being stuck in in traffic or having to wait in a long queue to do your shopping. Some of you may feel like you're impatient for God to show up in more significant ways and we need to learn to trust him in the waiting. I'm sure most of you would agree that being made to wait is never ideal, but often when patience is mentioned in the Bible, it's usually associated with the requirement to wait. Psalms 37 verse seven says this, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And Psalms 27 verse 14 says, wait patiently for the Lord, be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. So if we're serious about becoming more patient, we need to learn to embrace a process of waiting. And the Bible gives us many examples of people who had to embrace this process too. Abraham waited 25 years to have his son, Isaac. Joseph waited nearly 14 years before he became ruler of Egypt as Pharaoh's second in command. David waited nearly 15 years from the time he was anointed king and actually became king. And Jesus waited 30 years before he began his public ministry. You know, if all of these people can wait, then so can we. The Bible tells us that God has a plan for every single one of our lives but often he asks us to wait and although waiting is necessary to developing patience it can be uncomfortable and really painful. Over a year ago I had a dream where I was sat in a classroom and suddenly a rainbow appeared outside. I remember feeling overwhelmed with excitement and all I wanted to do was to catch this rainbow. So I left the classroom and started running towards it but every time I got close it would move its position to be even further away and each time it moved I would chase after it again but the same thing kept kept happening and I became more and more frustrated because no matter how hard I tried I just couldn't catch it. When I woke up, I knew there was something significant that the Lord is trying to teach me because He often speaks to me through my dreams. As you may already know from the story of Noah in the Bible, a rainbow represents God's promises. And in my life, they are promises from God that I am still holding on to and waiting for Him to fulfill in my life. But I'd grown impatient in the waiting. I was so obsessed with catching this rainbow that I was missing the fact that God had me in a classroom and I was missing the opportunity to learn something, to learn to trust him in the waiting. You know, there may be promises or things in your life that you're waiting for God to fulfill. Things that feel like this rainbow on the horizon that you're constantly moving towards but never getting closer. And this process has resulted in you becoming more and more impatient. So much so that you find yourself complaining and wondering, why me? It's not fair. When is it going to be my turn? Surely I've waited long enough. And speaking from experience, I know what that feels like. A lot of the time, the process of waiting can be discouraging and disappointing and even now there are things in my life that I'm still waiting for and it's a constant wrestle to keep choosing to trust God instead of trying to rush the process by taking matters into my own hands like Abraham did. In order to access God's promise more quickly he had a son with one of his servants but this wasn't the son that God had promised him and it led to a lot of pain in the waiting that could have been avoided if he had just trusted God's timing. Going back to the dream I mentioned earlier, a big thing the Holy Spirit helped me to realise was that my lack of patience was due to the fact that I didn't fully trust God. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says this, we are to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. But at that time, I only trusted him with some of my heart and not all of it. And I believed that he was good in some areas of my life, but not all of them. And this was really painful for me to admit. But once I did, I was able to ask him to help me to trust God more fully and to believe that he is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. Maybe you want to consider whether there are any areas in your life where you don't fully trust God or doubt his goodness. And today there's an opportunity for you to bring those things before him. I would often wonder why God bothered to reveal his promises to me. And maybe you can relate to this. I thought surely it would have been less painful not knowing because then I wouldn't have these longings in my heart and when they'd happen, I'd be pleasantly surprised. I would also wonder if maybe God had changed his mind. But then the Holy Spirit in his kindness helped me to realize these two things. Firstly, God's promises were never meant to hurt me or to frustrate me, but rather to bring me hope, a joyful expectation of his goodness and his love towards me. And secondly, God never changes his mind. In Hebrews 6, verse 17 to 18, Paul tells us that when God promised Abraham a son, he also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. And these two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. You see, God keeps every promise that he makes. He doesn't lie and he doesn't change his mind. So that's what makes him so trustworthy. And when we may have a tendency to fudge the truth sometimes or to even change our minds, he never does. The Bible tells us that he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And he works all things together for our good, even the bad things, so we can trust him, we can trust his character, and we can trust his plans for our life, no matter how long we have to wait to see them fulfilled. Growing in the fruit of patience is a process. You take it day by day. It will require you to be determined to train yourself to submit to the Holy Spirit and to trust God in the waiting. It will be costly, but it's so worth it because we get to look more like Jesus as we wait patiently for his will to be done in our lives.